0: Welcome to Mornings with Mac. I'm glad you're here. Uh, looks like the sky's going to break up here in Birmingham, and it's going to be a pretty day. It's Wednesday tonight. Let me give you a time change. Seven thirty. It's seven thirty tonight. Uh, you get on live stream for the church, and I think the church's Facebook as well. And Dr. Barry Chesney is going to take. Uh, the next church in uh, his series on the churches in in Revelation and he will do a tremendous exposition. You can't find really a better Bible student than Barry Chesney. Uh, So you you get your copy of God's Word. We're doing it at 7.30 so you can get uh, through with supper and everything done and you can gather as a family and worship together. Uh, And then of course, this coming Sunday morning, I'll be preaching at uh, 1045, and uh, we'll be looking at this next uh, sacrifice in Leviticus, Leviticus chapter four, it's the sin offering. Uh, A lot of you have written, we started getting all kinds of letters and emails and texts and things yesterday about this series that just mysteriously went off of Facebook. Well, it's been reposted, it's back on, And uh, for all of you asking about uh, will these be on YouTube as soon as we come out of quarantine and uh, we get back with the uh, media staff at the church, they're gonna begin to put these on uh, YouTube. I'm just trying to answer questions. People wanna know what do I do. Here's a notebook right here. Uh, I just jot notes to myself. Uh, This is on Psalm 124 which is where we're gonna be this morning. And I've got about two pages of notes uh, that I I take those, write those down, insights um, and and, uh, what the Lord reveals to me. It's always good to have a little notebook with you and a pen uh, so that you can take notes whenever you're studying scripture. God will give you an insight. I'm gonna tell you, if you don't write it down, I think it was Whitfield that said, uh, the dullest pencil is better than the sharpest mind. Now, I hope you've got a copy of God's Word, and you'll look with me at Psalm 124. This is the fifth. We're a third of the way through. The fifth Psalm of Ascent, you're coming up. I hope every day you're taking this and you're thinking about it through the day. This is what I do. When I'm through with this, I'll go and I'll immediately read Psalm 125, and I'll begin to think about it through the course of the day. <clears throat> what I want you to do is I want you to take Psalm 124, the one that we're covering, and I want this to be your devotional thought through the day. And what is the devotional thought? Without God, we have no hope. Now that is the thought and the theme of Psalm 124. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I want you to think about that through the whole course of the day. Listen to what David, this is a psalm of David, we know this. When you read this, a song of ascents of David, that's in the Hebrew text. Uh, That's considered to be the first part of this psalm. Um, it's, It's given in the Hebrew text. Now listen to the first verse. Here's David. Imagine David standing up in Jerusalem and telling all the throngs that have gathered there for a great celebration, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. He's basically saying if God hadn't been on our side, we wouldn't be here. Now just imagine if that were the President of the United States who stood up. We're gonna eventually get through this thing, I believe, and when we get to the other side, would not it not be amazing if the President of the United States stood up and said, Had it not been for the Lord our God, we would have never made it through, which is the truth. Apart from God, we have no hope. Now, if you're looking at that verse, David, who was a musician, sounds like a musician when he says, let Israel now say." This is exactly what uh, ministers of music do when they stand up and they say, everybody sing or come on y'all and join in and sing with us. That's what David is saying. David looks at the nation and he says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, you guys say this with me. Verse two, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when people rose up against us, uh, just a side note, let me tell you something. While we're gathering in our homes, like tonight at 7.30 for worship uh, around God's word, I, I wanna tell you, it would be good if we would all bow our heads and men, you lead your family in a prayer that says, God, if you don't stand with America, we have no hope. If you don't stand with us in these days, we have no hope. Um, it's a good thing to acknowledge our dependency on God. Now, this has a background. It's gonna take me just a minute, but this is what I want you to do. If you've got your Bibles, put your finger in Psalm 124 and go with me to 2 Samuel chapter five. 2 Samuel chapter five. While you're turning there, let me tell you the background of this. Saul is dead. He's dead at the end of 1 Samuel. Uh, You remember, uh, he, uh, he and his sons are slain chapter 31 of 1 Samuel. You come to 2 Samuel. David is going to be crowned king down in Hebron, but a son, Ish-bosheth, of, um, of um of Saul is going to seize the throne. David uh, will kind of wait a little bit. There's going to be a civil war. David will eventually defeat and become king of all of Israel. Chapter 6, he brings the Ark of the Covenant up to Jerusalem. He starts moving that. In between there, when he becomes king of Israel and uh, chapter six, when he moves the Ark of the Covenant there, there is war with the Philistines. Beginning in chapter five, 2 Samuel verse 17. Let me just read this to you. When the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek out David. And when David heard of it, he went down to the stronghold, went down to the cave. Now the Philistines came and spread themselves out in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Now let me tell you what this is like. The Philistines were born warriors. These were the guys that worked with bronze and iron when nobody else was doing that. They were, they were fashioning weapons. Do you remember all of the armor that Goliath had? Do you remember the spear of Goliath, the sword of Goliath? Well, let me tell you, Israel had nothing like that. They go out to war with pitchforks and hay rakes. They look like the village people going after Frankenstein. Um, it, it's, it's just really pitiful. And So David comes and he says, listen, I've got a bunch of farmers and shepherds here and I'm going out to fight a trained army. What am I gonna do? What What's gonna happen here? So he inquires of God, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? Because God, apart from you, I have no hope. And the Lord said to David, go up, I'll certainly give the Philistines into your hand. Now, I want you to listen to me. I'm gonna say this here. God didn't look at David and said, oh, David, man, you're so impressed. You are the, you're the man. You're the great warrior. You're you're better than you think you are. You do it. No, God says this. He says, David, you're right. You better come and ask me and you better listen to my direction because I'm the guy that's going to give them into your hands. I will certainly give the Philistines into your hands. So David went to Baal, Perazim, and defeated them there. By the way, that that name, Perez, it means breakthrough. Just hold on to that. Uh, The Lord of the breakthrough. And he defeated them there and he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of waters. Therefore, he named that place Baal Perezim. Now go back to Psalm, keep your finger there, but go back to Psalm 124. Because David says, let me tell you the situation behind this Psalm. He says, the people rose up against us. I think he's referring to the fact that the Philistines rose up when they learned that he had been made king of Israel. And look at verse three. He's going to give you four things, and they're going to increase in terror. Four things that would have happened to them had it not been for God. Verse three, number one. Then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. They would have swallowed us alive. They would have Jabba the hut, swallowed us. You remember he just picks that little thing up and he just opens his mouth. Don't even chew, you just gulp it down. He said, we would have been, when I looked out at Rephaim and I saw the Philistines spread out across that valley, he said, they would have swallowed us alive. They wouldn't have even had to chew. Verse four, they would have swept us away. Then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. He says they would have swept over us like a wave and then another wave in in their rage. They would have just continuously swept over us. You come to verse uh, six. Blessed be the Lord who who has not given us As prey to their teeth. In other words, they would have shredded us. It's a picture of a wild beast who, uh, just shreds something with its teeth. And he says, that's what they would have done to us. It's, it's much of what Hitler tried to do to the Jews in World War II with all of the concentration camps. He wanted, he wanted to obliterate the Jews. He shredded them. Six million of them he killed. David said, that's what they would have done to us. Look at at verse seven. He says, we have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowler. So you've got swallowed up, swept away, shredded alive, and snared and tangled. A bird caught in a net does what? It thrashes around and thrashes around until it does what? It entangles itself into that net and eventually just chokes itself to death. Well, he says this, the snare is broken and we have escaped. God delivers his people. Listen to verse eight. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. That's how we escape. Now, I wanna give you two verses here. These two verses Remind me from the New Testament of this verse eight right here. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, if you've got a Bible, you are to do this. This is my Psalter here. And um, right under verse eight, I've got that written. Philippians 4.13 in the verse. And right here, I've got written, if God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. And it sounds just like what David said in Psalm 124, 8. Our help is in the name of the Lord who's made heaven and earth. David comes with great humility. He doesn't come with a cockiness. He does come with a confidence. I have confidence that God's gonna take care of you. Um, Do you remember... Again, that episode, it's a famous shot. Uh, Whenever they show uh, a commercial for Andy Griffith, this is one of the shots they almost always show. It's a long-away shot. It's Barney pushing the crowd aside, and he walks out from that crowd, and uh, you see him walking toward the camera. It is a cockiness. It is is pure T. Barney fire right before you remember he had caught the crook brooks by accident not by design and everybody in the town is around him and Thelma Lou comes up and they're all so proud of him and Andy pats him on the back you know and he says hey why don't you take the day off and Barney says you never know when another beast is going to come down from the forest and he walks off he pushes everybody's out and he caught it's not David and that it better not ever be the people of God. We have confidence in our God, not a cockiness in ourselves. Think about that today. Psalm 124, another step up.